So hello and welcome. Uh, my name is Steve Nobel. Today I'm speaking with David Manning on holding space, COVID-19 and the Christ story. So David has worked in the field of consciousness and expanded awareness for 30 years. He has a grounded, compassionate, no-nonsense approach to the path of expansion we're all embarked on. He is an energetic interpreter and translator of fields and energies at the collective and personal level. He works um, with large people in teleconferences, clearing some deeper patterning that we hold, and at the same time his work involves opening up to receiving multidimensional downloads that are perpetually available. Hi, David. Morning. Hi, Steve. Nice to see you again. Yeah. I just wanted to say in that introduction you said he works with large people. I just wanted to oh. say that's meant to be large groups of people. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, it's so early in the morning. I've just had my first cup of tea. You know, Large, uh, apologies for that. <laughs> Large groups of people, yeah. Large groups yeah. of people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, uh, that wasn't a good start, was it? <laughs> All right. So today we're we're looking at what's going on, and the hot potato, I suppose, is the coronavirus. The world is changing. We are going through a global shift. How do you see this this virus as part of this global shift, David? It's strange, isn't it? But back in December, my birthday was on December the 7th, and I was having a party here in my home, and uh, before everything was set for the party, you know, the lights were on, the food was sorted, and nobody was here, just me. And I was sitting meditating, and I was told, everything changes now, nothing is going to be the same. I knew that that was a personal thing, and it, a lot did shift over the next few days, but it was also collective, that we were heading into then the solstice and that big January the 12th, um, Pluto, whatever it was, Pluto conjunct, I'm not an astrologer, but, but it was a big astrological event. And yeah. bingo, we find ourselves in this extraordinary place of transformation. And I don't think, you know, you hear a lot of people on the television or on the news talking about getting back to normal. I don't think there is a normal that we're getting back to. I don't think there's been a normal on this planet for a long time. So the, the fabric of reality as we know it is is tearing apart, I think. And a lot of the weaknesses are being shown, a lot of the, the strengths are being shown. And what is truly important is coming to light. You know, we placed a lot of emphasis certainly in this country and perhaps in the USA on, on profit before anything else. Now that's been shown to be a disastrous policy in terms of, you know, when the shit hits the fan as it is now. Um, yeah. And I think the virus in a sense is, is a cover for the deeper story that is this extraordinary shift in consciousness that has been underway on this planet for a long time now. Mm. And um, this is where the rubber meets the road in a sense and you have to really be living what we have been training for for you know for ages now we've done the workshops we've read the books we've done the processing we've done the, the healing now we've got to really start living it and um this this you know a lot of people are finding themselves in, in a time of lockdown where they're having to withdraw from our regular activities and that can be an extraordinary blessing because it gives us this time to focus on what is it we want? And this was a question I was asked the other day when I was walking. My team, my, my, my guidance system was asking me, what is it you want? What is it you want? Get very clear on what it is you want. And I got home and meditated and, and the role of the human wants 
up there, you know, I want my house to be sorted, I want the garden, I've got quite like a new car because mine is really old, you know, all of those sorts of things, and all of that was fine. But as I drilled down into that question, what I found that I met, and it took a while, you know, just to move through all of these different layers, and I was surprised what I found underneath it all was, oh, I just want to be, I almost hesitate to say it, I wanted to be, but I found the deepest wanting was to be a pillar of light, mm. to be holding space in a sense, allowing these extraordinary frequencies that are downloading all the time now and uploading too, because the earth is in her massive transformational process and she is emitting new frequencies that I think are the seeds of new realities. And I believe it's our job as um, people on a, conscious path of transformation, you know, to be anchoring those frequencies, weaving them, spinning them into the new seed, seeded realities for the birth of a new world that I, I really do believe we're, we're moving into. So, um, yeah, do you think this is an acceleration of the process or just part of the whole, it was always going to be something like this? I think there was probably always going to be something like this because we're such a, you know, with billions of people, we're never all going to be in the same place energetically or at the same level of evolution. And that's not what this planet is about, is it? You know, it's a place of really steep learning curves and then this is another one of those. The bigger questions, I think, that are really useful to get clear on now, what is your relationship with death? Because that's we've got a weird relationship with death on this planet and we've become very frightened of it. And now we're seeing we've got, you know, care homes stuffed full of old people who left to their own devices would have died a while ago, been kept alive far longer than um, is perhaps wise even. Um, and this virus is moving through and sorting that out. I mean, ending people's lives very quickly. I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just that our relationship with death, where we hold on to life beyond any reasonable quality of life, um, mm. is is ridiculous. Mm. So we have to get very clear about what death is. And you know, my understanding, and I've come close to it on several occasions, is that it, it is just a transition. There is no such thing as death. We don't die. The body does, but we don't. And we dip in and out of this reality and other realities, um, in the course of our ongoing existence, but there is no end to our existence. And here on this planet, we've been disconnected from that awareness um, really quite effectively. And, uh, and so that creates a lot of fear. And so it's important, I think, for everyone to get real about their relationship with death because it is a big underlying fear that stimulates a lot of very weird... Uh, activity when we're faced with a crisis like this you know but if you're relatively at peace with letting go of the body and moving into another dimension things can be very uh very different it all becomes a very different experience because you're not triggered by that deep deep fear of i've got to survive i've got to survive you know yeah well let me ask you um i was going to bring it in later but let me ask you about the kind of easter story the christ story because this really is a story of 
death and resurrection, isn't it? I suppose, and the, the you know on the cross and then out of the tomb on the was it the Monday morning. In my own journey, I turned my back on Christianity, but I found that over all my explorations, including shamanism and Wicca, I found it all all came back to the story or the essential message of that time, which seems to be as relevant as now. Although I can never connect with the church, but the this this story of death and rebirth. That kind of ties in a lot with what you're saying, David. I think so. I mean, that's an archetypal journey, isn't it, that we all face. And when we embark on a conscious journey of spirituality, conscious exploration, we become aware of, of, that, um, of that archetypal journey. And so now we're doing it collectively, I think. A lot of what is unnecessary and not vital to our societies is being shown to be that. And I think a lot of that stuff will collapse um, and we're being returned to basics, to what really is vital. Um, our lives are simplifying to a, a massive degree. And that's a death process. And when there is a death process, there is automatically a period perhaps of confusion, of grieving, of uncertainty, before there is a rebirth um that happens quite naturally, and we can't push or force that. This timing is not ours. The timing is cosmic, in a sense. Yeah. Um, our deeper or higher selves know that timing, but the personality self is somewhat disconnected, usually, from from an awareness of that timing. But I, just the other over the the other day, I was um, aware. I woke up and felt very much the energy of renewal and this I guess was well it was over the Easter weekend we're Tuesday now um, and I thought yeah there, there really is this energy in the air and something else that has really struck me is I talked I mentioned the fabric of reality um, earlier but there is this sense often when I'm meditating or you know off in um, daydreaming there are cracks appearing in the fabric, in the woven fabric of reality. And, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of our, what we experience as reality, is a manufactured reality. Mm. Um, and now, as I say, that fabric is being pulled apart. And more, a lot of people are, are experiencing it as more light. But in a sense, it's a more vital reality that underpins the world we've created. And that's starting to to shine through. It's very available, but you have to get quiet and still to notice it. You have to have a, a relative level of emptiness to be able to really contact that. And that's the spiritual work that we are encouraged to do all the time, dealing with your wounds, your emotions, learning how to, um, how to meditate and process the emotional body, in a sense, so that you have a relative amount of clarity in your personal field so you can connect with the clarity that's also becoming very available because it is right there and it's always been right there now from my perspective it's it's sort of dissolving the woven manufactured fabric of reality that we have thought is oh this is really important for life a lot of that stuff as i say is dissolving and falling apart and we're recognizing oh what is actually important is love and care and integrity and trust, you know, along with the basics like food and shelter, of course. But, oh. um, but those are the things, you know, the people know that are being valued as more important than the 
the bankers and the politicians are the, the care workers and the um, the people that have been the least valued in society, the nurses, the care workers, those that are really on the front line, putting themselves at risk at this at this yeah, time. Yeah, that's a big turnaround, isn't it? Particularly here in Britain with Brexit, where they're starting saying about was it immigrants? Uh, you have to earn over twenty five thousand to come in, and most key workers in the NHS own under that. Well, let me yeah. ask you, because you yeah. mentioned something earlier which uh, struck me, which was many of us have been in training for this time a long time. And I know you've been doing for, I won't say how many years, at the College of Psychic Studies, and I was at Alternatives Training. And a lot of people in their own way have been on this spiritual path training. And so we're in a world where there's a, a number of, I don't know how many starseed lightworkers there are out there, let's say a couple of million maybe. And then there's the rest, the kind of mass consciousness. And in a way, the star seeds have this kind of dream of a new world. And the mass consciousness is focusing on, you know, Hollywood and their, you know, dystopian energies they're putting out or, you know, Armageddon type of energies. So how is it we've got these two kind of groups in a way? I can see it that way. One is kind of seed group and one the other group just focusing on what hasn't worked, what's terrible, what's wrong. And I, uh, just to highlight that, I was walking in the park the other other day and um, <clears throat> there was a little bottleneck. And in this bottleneck, people were kind of jostling and one woman stood to one side in the bushes with a dog and a young child and shouted at us as we passed, I don't want to die. And the person walking with me said, well, bless you, don't worry, you know, you're going to be okay. But she was really like, ah. for me, there are people who are kind of chilled and it's okay what's going on. There's a new world taking place and we've got the spiritual connection. And there's a lot of other people who are watching the news. And I mean, and in the spiritual world, I suppose, also watching conspiracy theories and being taken down all kind of rabbit holes. So what do you, th what do you think about this kind of two-layered mass creation of, con of consciousness? I think it's a bit more than two layers, as you know, and, yeah. and uh, as you say, a lot of people, people who believe themselves to be awakened and are focusing on the conspiracy theories, well, reading a lot of conspiracy theories is not being awakened, that's just being aware that there's other agendas playing out on this planet. Awakened is when you have done a lot of work, inner work, to process, to bring to rest the polarities that exist inside each of us so that you have access easy access to peace in effect um, and when you have it internally you also find it externally much much more easily now the world is going excuse me the world is going a bit crazy now so there's a lot of fear in the um in the collective you know i was cycling the other day and people were you know some of the pedestrians were terrified you could see terror on their faces at people passing reasonably close to them this idea of i'm going to catch it i'm going to catch it yeah. um i don't know how this plays out years ago when i was asking um about 25 years ago and i was asking i was very focused because then early on in my journey there were a lot of um a lot of theories on how this was going to end and there were going to be huge earth changes and earth shifts and a lot of people dying and all of this sort of thing. And I was asking then, how is this going to work out? And what I saw was an image of the earth floating in the cosmos and then it split mm. into two earths and went in different, and the two went in different directions. One started to dim and the other became brighter. And then years later, I came across the work of Dolores Cannon and her regression, her amazing hypnotherapy work where she regressed people. And that, again, was something that was coming out very strongly in, in that work. 
don't know how that works. What I do know is that I have been made aware that we are in a time of sorting and that the sorting is, is frequency-based. It's dimensional. It's about the dimensions you inhabit, in effect. Um, and so there are a lot of people talking about you, know, you have to keep your, your, your frequency, your vibration high. You can only do that by clearing the low-frequency stuff that each of us has. Um, fears, wounds, old patterning, ancestral stuff, karmic stuff. By clearing that, and that takes work. It's much, much easier to do that now than it was 20, 30 years ago because the energies available for to support that work are, are quite amazing. So my sense is that there is some uh, dimensional separation going on, and I was very aware of it last summer, <laughs> um, but I don't know how that plays out at a collective level. Um, yeah. I really don't. And so I'm sort of quite fascinated to see how this works. Maybe we, as this group of star seeds or um, light workers or whatever term you want to use, are here simply to download amazing amounts of frequency um, into this planet to create and sow the seeds for a new world. But we don't get to see that. You know, maybe we're talking geologic or not geological times but but much bigger time scales than we've assumed you know people are thinking in the next 10 years it's going to happen in the next i don't know that that's the case i think it's we're talking much much longer time scales here than um than we have led ourselves to believe um so maybe it doesn't all become a wonderful world of light within the next 15 20 years who knows? Um, yeah, I, think I think there's a lot of sorting and a lot of chaos unfolding here. And it's our role, in a sense, to access that um, that piece, to ground those frequencies, and to hold space for the unfolding that is happening, recognizing that if you're doing that, you become much less pervious, you become much less porous to those other um really fearful frequencies that are thick in the atmosphere at the moment yeah let me ask you about holding space um i know in, in, your, in your newsletter i read holding space requires a degree of neutrality so that we will anchor ourselves in that and hold it as a frequency it's easy once you know how and uh that's my question it's easy as you once you know how is there any advice you can give someone listening to this going well i'd like to know how do i do it how would someone hold space well, firstly, as I say, I think the most important thing is that we do the work of clearing our own field, yeah. the work of purifying, you know, or um, and clarifying the field, dealing with the moons, dealing with your emotional issues, um, all of that sort of stuff. We know that is the the drudgery of the work of the spiritual path. It just has to be done. There isn't really a way around that. Um, but there are extraordinary levels of support now from the non-physical realms who are willing to massively assist us so to do a lot of the clearing work with us so that it happens very very much quicker now but also there are these frequencies of neutrality that are available if we are available to them so again meditation is a key here, just the willingness to sit still and quiet and allow yourself, sometimes it, you know, we, we have that idea that you have to still your mind, 
I think for a lot of us that's not really possible. It's never been particularly possible for me. But I have a, a way where I can drop underneath the chattering mind. So it's as if that's happening in another room and I'm dropping into different levels of my inner space. And then in that, then I start to communicate with other dimensions, other energy fields and there are these amazing energies and frequencies that are available to flow through us so to put it simply it's about accessing higher dimensions of energy which um which are very available to flow through us into this dimension and we are totally equipped this is what the human energy field is um is a, a an energy transmitter an energy transducer um, an energy receiver that's what we are and I think that's a big part of our role at this time is to be accessing and downloading those frequencies for this shift uh, that is happening I think that this is what we committed or why we committed to being on this planet at this time and I think that for a lot of us that commitment was made many thousands of years so we've had many rounds of incarnation but a lot of us sort of, I mean, I had an experience at the beginning of the year when I could see this starting to grow. Um, it was as if there was a light switch flipped on somewhere deep in my field. And I felt as if, ah, this is what I incarnated for. All of the other stuff has been training and practice for now. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people are feeling something similar. We don't know how it's going to play out, but we know we are here to do something. That doing something, I would suggest at the moment, is frequency-based rather than activity-based. Do that by accessing these energies and, and holding them. Can you say something about your work and your upcoming events? Uh, and I'll give you a website at the end of the podcast. Yeah, I've just got a, a new website that's just recently launched. Um, so check that out. There's a, a big free section on that website where people can dive in and work with some of the, um, the, the teleconferences that I offer. My work is I, I do one-to-one energy work, either in half-hour or hour-long sessions, and that clears a terrific amount from somebody's field very, very quickly because there's this, what I term now, a field of grace that transmits through this field and really helps to dismantle um, a lot of patterning very, very quickly. And then that makes space for other aspects of us to download or upload or become present in this reality. But the, the primary work is um, the teleconferences I offer. And those are usually two, three, currently four times a month. Um, I haven't got one, the next one up on the website, but it will be there uh, very soon. And they take place over the weekend and we gather as a group in a field all over the world and I think people are recognizing the, the potency of field dynamics now that we used to hold frequencies in temples for the planet either thousands of years ago now we get to do that and create our own temples in in the ethers in a sense simply by coming together as groups and intending to create potent fields of energy and I think more and more people as more people are working remotely and connecting remotely, this is a powerful tool of transformation that we are awakening to now. So that's a lot of the work I do is the teleconferences where we come together in large groups. We work through a theme, an energetic theme, and do a lot of deep energy work for the individuals. But it's also then offered back to the planet um, as a 
a template that gets inserted into the planetary matrix, if you like. Brilliant. And David's website is davidmanningenergywork.com. There will be a link with this podcast. David, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. It's, and yeah, I mean, it's great to talk with you always. I, um, I really appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to connect in this way with, with you and your audience. Uh,